Hello, and welcome to the Relatable Homeschoolers podcast. I'm Harmony Harkema, and my co-hosts are Annie Carlson and Heather Gerwing. We are three ordinary homeschooling moms with nine kids ranging in age from early elementary to high school, and our homeschools are anything but Pinterest perfect. Whether you are a veteran homeschooler, a new homeschooler, or just homeschool curious, we want to encourage you in your homeschooling journey and offer you practical tips and tools to make your homeschooling life easier and more fun. We're so glad you're here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode. We are so glad that you have chosen to join us. Today's topic is incorporating games into your homeschool. Um, We're not talking about gaming and and digital systems. We're talking about good old-fashioned board games, card games. So today with me is uh, your friend and mine, Harmony Harkma, and the lovely Heather Gerwing. And we're going to be talking about how we incorporate games and principles and things that we use games for in our homeschooling. So welcome, ladies. Let's talk about games. Hey, I love games. Let's start out and talk a little bit about the whole concept of game schooling. Like you said, we're not talking about digital gaming, but there is a camp of homeschoolers who do something called game schooling. Can you describe a little bit of that for us, Annie? I know you're connected to a few game schoolers. So the concept of game schooling is that you use games to teach. And so not so much curriculum driven as you are game driven. And so there are groups on Facebook for game schoolers, um, non-electronic gaming um, are a couple of different groups out there, but they focus on using games as teaching tools and as the curriculum rather than as playtime or recreation. And so that is not what uh, the three of us do. (laughs) Just want to be clear on that, that we are not going to speak to uh, game schooling. Just want to make you aware of that, of that's a possibility of games intrigue you. You want to explore that. There are uh, a number of resources uh, that you can explore for that. But tonight we're just going to talk about games in our homeschool and how does that work? So first of all, I want to know in your house, what are your favorite games? What are the ones your kids go for all the time? Harmony, how about you? Oh gosh. Uh, My kids are definitely into Uno Flip. That's probably the family favorite. And if you've never played Uno Flip, it's like traditional Uno, except that the cards are two-sided. And so you have a dark side and then the traditional side. And the dark side has a black background or black edges instead of white. And it's in kind of neon colors. And there are some extra um, fun cards. Like there's a draw five card. And then there's another card that will make you draw until you get the color that's on it. And I think we've tapped out at somebody drawing something like 18 cards once before they got, (laughs) could stop drawing. So man. They love Uno Flip and we'll play any Uno. Actually, we have, we actually have quite a collection of Uno games. We have uh, lots of theme Uno games. So mm-hmm. we have like Harry Potter Uno and The Office Uno and American Girl Uno. And it just goes <laughs> on and on. You would not believe how many different versions of Uno there are. We um, have the Uno Attack. Do you have do that you, one? We don't, but we have, um, I can't think of what it's called now. We play it less. Okay. Anyway, we'll move on. We'll find it and put it in the notes. We'll put all our Unos in the, in the show notes. So yeah, they love Uno. And then also they just daily will pull out this Disney game called I found it. And it's the card game version. There's a board game version too. This is the card game version where you have to find little items. So it's kind of like a really fast seek and find and see who can find the object the fastest. And both my girls love seek and find and hidden pictures type books and activity books. So that's one that they really love as well. Heather, how about you? I would say that these are ones that they just pull out like on their own. They're not ones that I've, you know, have used before to, you know, supplement learning or anything. Classic Sorry. I have the classic retro looking, like original looking like Sorry board. And that is, that is pulled out 
quite frequently. And then I would say Clue as well. We have like the original Clue. And that is another one that my kids and they're great because both of those being like four person games, you know, so all four of my kids can play them all together and stuff. And then card games like Spoons is a favorite that we enjoy playing. Exploding Kittens is another one that they've played a lot. One of my favorites that we've recently got is Taco Cat Goat Cheese Pizza. (laughs) I have never heard of that. You guys tell me about that. Oh my goodness. It's so much fun. It's a card game and it's literally pictures of tacos, cats, goats, and cheese and pizza. And it's, it's, it's so hard to explain. Like I had to watch a YouTube video on how to play it, but it's just so much fun. Like I have to take my wedding rings off to play it because there's a lot of like slapping of the cards and people get hurt. (laughs) It's, it's totally non-educational whatsoever. It's just pure fun. Awesome. What about you? What are your kids' favorites, Annie? Uh, We love uno as well and when the kids were little little it was you know they learned their colors and numbers so it was good to work on that and then eleanor our youngest she could not hold all the cards in her hand so she would just lay them out like Mm. face up just lay them out we all knew what she had and she would still (laughs) kill us she would still win we all knew what was coming and she would still win. So that's still a favorite. They love they love Uno. I did not know there was a Harry Potter Uno. And I literally just went to Amazon and put that in my Christmas wish list for the kids. So, <laughs> that's awesome. The podcast helps out the co-hosts as well. <laughs> <laughs> and we I grew up playing a game called Aggravation. Like you play it with marbles and dice. And it came with like this cardboard board and our board fell apart years ago um from my family and so one year for christmas my brother who's a woodworker made us all like wooden boards like drilled each of the marble holes and painted the different colors for the different you know players and stuff and so we play a lot of aggravation was that annie was that like where you would pull the thing and like a marble might drop or it might not. No. Like through the board. No. I remember playing a game like that when I was young. You had four marbles that you each person had a different color of marble in your home or in base. And then you moved them around the board to get them into home. You shake a dice. And so lots of like, aggravation. And then they love Yahtzee, uh, mm. mainly because their mom loves Yahtzee and involves screaming Yahtzee when you get a Yahtzee. And so well, we Yahtzee is. Of- Fantastic for learning multiplication tables. Mm-hmm. Yep. Really and for like strategy. Mental math. Yeah. And strategy. Yeah. Yep. Math and that sort of thing. And yeah. so we play a lot of Yahtzee. Yahtzee goes on vacation with us along with Bananagrams and Uno. And Phase 10 is another card game that we like to play. And then for Christmas this year, I try and get us a game every year and I got us Frustration Rummy. So it's different than regular Rummy in that you have to get different combinations of cards and then when you get those combinations you can move a peg forward and then whoever gets to the end of the list of combinations first is the winner and so whoever makes their fills their hand first then the game's over so we love frustration rummy that's been a really good source of winter entertainment in our family and i would say it's for ages like 11 and 12 and up, like it's pretty hard to fill those hands. And so that's probably mm-hmm. an older, an older kid game. But yeah, we spent a lot of mornings pan- playing Sari and Monopoly, uh, another classic mm-hmm. that really taught my kids money. I think more than anything else, hundreds and 500 just gave them a concept of larger concepts of money. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to hand your kids a jar of change and say, we're going to work on money today. Um, but just those larger bills and the concept of buying something like property um, gets a little more realistic when you're playing a game like Monopoly. It takes us days to get through a game of Monopoly because we just can only go for so long. So then everybody has to, we use binder clips and clip everybody's stuff together and oh, yeah. <laughs> write whose name I use post-it notes. And then the next day we get it all out again. And yeah. It's like a three-day operation to play a game of Monopoly in my house. Yeah. We've also set a time limit on it. Mm. So at four hours, whoever is worth the most money is the winner. We Somebody's gone. Usually everybody's bankrupt by that point. We usually make it. Yeah. Three, three sessions of one hours each. We get about three hours in. It's amazing how fast it crashes and burns at the end. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how fast one kid gets mad. <laughs> Crash, <laughs> crashes and burns in a slightly different way. And that's another thing that games teach is sportsmanship you know how do you win well how do you lose well yes mm-hmm. and you know there's a lot of cooperative games where you're mm-hmm. working together to solve the problem or to to score the points and so those are also helpful uh, when you're getting kids to get along because mm-hmm. if they're trying to do a chore like fold the laundry she hit me with that towel mm-hmm. sometimes you can pull out a cooperative game and all of a sudden they're starting to work together yeah that's really true. I am totally blanking on the name right now, but my son got a game for his birthday that was like that. And it was a card game. There's cards from one to 99. Everybody has to work together to get all the cards into the four piles and two piles go up and two piles go down. And it's a great strategy game, but it's also a great cooperative game. Another nice thing about games is that they're a great Christmas and birthday present that other family members can do. For example, my sister struggles with what to send the kids. They're getting older and mm-hmm. what, what do I send the kids? And so I suggest games. Mm-hmm. So she sent Henry Risk, which is a little advanced for you know a 12-year-old military historian. So he ends up playing more with the pieces than actually playing the game but that's just fine too i mean that um but mm-hmm. that's a game i probably wouldn't have bought it's expensive right and so sometimes it's easier to ask family members when they're looking for something what can we do for the kids for christmas well get them this more expensive game that maybe you wouldn't want to purchase but put all of the kids' names on it and it's a game that they play together i also tend to usually give games as gifts for birthday parties that my kids are invited to we'll just go and to target and buy one of the games that we really Really like and give it as a gift with the gift receipt. That way, if they already have it, they can return it. But I think games are great gifts. And games can really give a kid a chance to just do something different and try those skills in a new way. Alphabet and counting was trouble for a couple of my kids when they were little. And so we got out Battleship and they have to, you know, read down one side and get the letter and read across to get the number and just putting those in order and being able to find it on a grid. You know, there's so many worksheets you can do with locating Mm -hmm. things on a grid. Even when you get into algebra, when you're graphing on the X and Y axis and kids have a hard time, well, which is the X and which is the Y? Bring out a board game, even an older one like Battleship and hand it to your algebra student and say, let's start graphing here and finding points on the graph and through this game of Battleship. And so they aren't just for teaching younger skills. Uh, mm-hmm. You can pull out those board games and, and add them in to algebra and science. I would say like, I would never consider myself in the category of a game schooler or anything like that, but we have used games all throughout 
you know, my kids' lives. So if there is a game that corresponds with what we're studying or what we are learning, I'll absolutely supplement what we're learning with games. And I've used that in math when we've, we're learning about fractions. There was this cute pizza game with where you, the pizza pie was divided into slices and that's how it taught fractions, which was a lot of fun. A money game with coins and counting. And just, that's just a couple of the games that I, we've used in math when my kids were little, just, you know, incorporating them alongside with what we're already learning. Yeah. My kids have math bingo. They have both the addition and subtraction. It's a Mm -hmm. two-sided game. And then we have the multiplication math bingo. And that's been, it's just a fun way, you know, learning math facts and memorizing them can be kind of feel like a chore, Mm -hmm. but when you're playing a game, it's easier and more fun. And then also we've had math dice and that's also fun. You have to figure out equations. And then there's a fun Mm -hmm. game they love from Game Right Games, which makes a ton of fun card games. And it's called Sleeping Queens. And that has some math equation pieces in it too. Because if you want to lay down three cards, you have to figure out how those three cards make an equation. Like if you have a three, a six, and a nine, six plus three is nine. And they can come up with any kind of equation. And that's, they love that too. So that's been good reinforcement for math skills. Lots Mm -hmm. of ways to reinforce math with games. Yeah, for sure. When it comes to spelling, I found two upwards games. It's an older game. Mm -hmm. um, Two upwards games at the thrift store, 99 cents a piece. And I didn't really care if all the pieces were there or not. I wanted to use them for spelling practice. And so if you've got kids who are kind of, I don't want to write my spelling words or writing is boring or whatever, or they have trouble writing, but they want to do spelling and they want to practice using a game with letter tiles, like Scrabble or Bananagrams Mm -hmm. or Upwards or any of those games just puts, this makes spelling fun. And you don't have to play the game, just use the tiles and the board and spell words and see how they're Mm -hmm. connected. And oh, these three words all end in O-R-T. So they can see some things uh, when they're visually putting pieces together um, that they just can't maybe looking at the words on the page. Yeah. Bananagrams is especially good for that because of the way you switch out the tiles and upwards really is kind of the same because you're switching out letters in the word to make a new word. When my kids, we were headed on vacation um, last week and I wanted to get something that the kids could do in the car. Um, We have magnetic chess in our van. And so that gets passed, but just between two of them. And so I wanted to get something that each of them could work on that would kind of challenge them and keep them busy. And so I found these handheld games, not electronics, but like handheld games. One brand is called Canoodle and you put different, different balls, like about the size of marbles are connected in different ways. And you have to all fill in the board with a certain arrangement. So I sent the two of them that went on vacation with theirs. And then the one that stayed home with me, um, she was playing with hers and they played with them for hours. And it's small. It fits in their back pocket or in their backpack or the seat in the car. And it was just a great thing to take on vacation, something small, and they could work on it by themselves. They didn't need somebody to play with them. And so I loved them. I told my husband, that is the best money I ever spent on vacation. (laughs) was buying those little (laughs) handheld things. Yeah. Another thing that we do a lot of is hangman and we do it 
mostly at restaurants when we're waiting for our food or if we're somewhere like a doctor's office, I always keep a notebook in my purse and a pen and we just pull out the notebook and take turns playing hangman. And even my little one can come up with and figure out a hangman phrase or a couple of words. And it's good practice for them figuring out like what letters are most common and how to solve missing letter Mm -hmm. problems. And that is a great, just a go-to for us when everyone's getting antsy or bored somewhere. Mm Mm-hmm. In my purse, we have the game Pig. It's a dice game. Mm-hmm. There's five dice in a little tube. And that is always in my purse. And again, I, like you, have a notebook and a pen at all times. And so if we're waiting at a restaurant, things are kind of slow. Or we're waiting at an appointment. Mom, can we get out Pig? Yes. And we have played Pig everywhere. In the DMV, <laughs> we have played Pig at countless restaurants and doctor's offices. And, and it's super good for math. It's how my kids learn to add in their heads. Um, and then it's the element of risk because you can lose all your points. And so it teaches them that, you know, stuff happens that you can't control and you get a zero. That's my kind of ace in the hole. Have a game in your purse. That makes waiting for your uh, late dinner not quite so stressful. Totally agree. Well, we usually wrap up by talking about what is bringing us joy in our homeschool right now. So let's take a minute and do that. Annie, what is bringing you joy in your homeschool right now? Well, we are preparing for a major winter storm. So we had to spend a good chunk of today outside just preparing um, our animals and our buildings and just getting everything ready to weather that storm. And what is bringing me joy is that my kids worked so hard. I didn't have to get on them and, you know, hustle up or we got to get this done. Like they know what this means. Um, They have animals too, and they want them taken care of. And so just my kids, just their willing spirits today. It was a hard day. I think we're going to be sore tomorrow, but we've got a three-day blizzard on the horizon. So we needed to get it done today. Heather, what about you? What's bringing you joy in your homeschool right now? Um, Well, going along with our theme of games. So I had a mom's night just the other weekend. And for Christmas, I got Friends Monopoly. So I had a mom's night playing Friends Monopoly and it was a blast. And I would also say just along with that, we've done, you know, last summer we did a national parks trip and we're getting ready to do another one this summer. Not quite as long, but playing, um, tracking the national parks with my kids and just learning about the national parks that we're going to be seeing and getting, you know, us more excited for that. We have baby chicks, so they are have been with us for 10 days and I'm just super thrilled. My oldest daughter has really taken to animal care and um, she is their primary caregiver and has done just a stellar job. And it's like watching her just blossom, taking responsibility for these six baby chicks who are living in our garage right now and um, waiting to be big enough to go outside and become full-size hens. So it's just a joy watching her take pride in in taking care of them. And she's very gentle and loving and nurturing. And it's fun to see that coming out in her. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for talking games tonight, ladies. And we will see you back here for yet another episode of the Relatable Homeschoolers.
You've been listening to the Relatable Homeschoolers podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. You can find links to all the books and resources we mention on the show at our website, therelatablehomeschoolers.com. We would love to hear your homeschooling questions. You can email us at therelatablehomeschoolers at gmail.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at The Relatable Homeschoolers. We'd love it if you leave a rating and review for us on iTunes. It only takes a minute and we'll ensure more homeschooling mamas get to hear our show. We'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, happy homeschooling. Schooling.